Yo, welcome back to the podcast. This week we travel to Chicago, have on Jordan and Drew from Karma. Super awesome guys to talk to. I'm super into their band. I got obsessed with their live set from LDB this past year, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them at the pre-show next year. Really, really great sound. I love their style. I had a lot of fun talking to them about MMA, wrestling, and just their band in general. So without further ado, please welcome Jordan Drew to the podcast. and we're live welcome to the podcast guys thanks man how you doing what up i'm doing all right i'm i'm you know this weekend i did a podcast yesterday with another band from chicago and here we are today i'm talking to another band from chicago and it's kind of funny because i didn't plan it this way but it's just how kind of how things like worked out so i'm actually pretty stoked to be talking to you guys that's sick who you were talking to yesterday uh, have you ever guys? Well, you guys know the band Life's Question, Josh. Yeah, was it? It was Josh. Yeah, yeah. I, I had Josh on yesterday. I love him. I love that band. Yeah, awesome band. Super awesome dude. Like, I uh, had a real good conversation with him. Um, but I'm stoked to talk to you guys. I knew about you guys, and but wasn't really in tune until uh, LDB earlier this year. I have yeah. um, had a buddy who went out there and he like filmed everybody's sets. Uh, shout out one nine seven media, and yeah, super awesome guy. And I I watched your guys' set and I was like, damn, like these guys sound like really awesome. So watching that live set like really got me hooked on you guys. Uh, yeah. That was a really fun set. It was yeah. crazy. Can you guys talk about how uh, Karma came together? Mm, it's a funny story, honestly. So. Yeah, so yeah. Me and Andrew, we've been playing in a band together since we were what like thirteen? Yeah. So like eight years. Um we're both twenty two. And like since then we played with uh our bassist Edgar's old band a long time ago. And we just known him for years. Well those bands broke up. We were going through high school, it was our senior year. I think. Yeah. Senior year, we were like, yo, let's jam. And me, Andrew, and our old drummer, Divic, we, we used to jam. And at the time, Edgar was living with Divic. So he came home from work or something. He was like, yo, grab a bass, get on this. And from there, we just had wrote our first song. Yeah. And then we, like, it just basically went from there. It was, um, it was, like, super random how it happened, too. Like, it, like literally they just told me like yeah let's jam and I I really didn't know what that meant but then all of a sudden it's like oh Edgar's here oh you play bass oh let's make a band it was pretty pretty random but it happened and was that back in 2016 20 it's like late 2014 no it was end of 2015 like December 2015 oh yeah around then we graduated yeah, 2015. Yeah. No, I'm saying like we graduated when the band started. No, we were we were seniors. Yeah, I guess so. And 
so late 2015 you guys start jamming and how long did it take you guys to write uh survival well our writing process is just me sitting at home alone writing everything so i had that written for a lot like a while after i'd say like probably like June of 2016 I had it all written and then from there they just started learning it we started perfecting it and so you write all the music by yourself yeah instrumentals everything okay that's awesome so you said you'd had that written for a while like how long do you think you'd been sitting on it It, yeah they were were old dude like he started writing on that on the, yo yeah am i allowed to swear <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure okay yeah um yeah he would he'd been doing that shit since like forever <laughs> like since we started that old band like he was it's dude there's all sorts of there's all sorts of songs in there man like all, all different types of music it's crazy and after you guys uh, recorded Survival, since I, I'm like a newer fan, did you guys have like a pretty busy year after the, uh, the what would you guys call it, like an EP or an LP? It was an EP. Um, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say busy. We didn't yeah. tour until like what, two, three months after? Because we were all so young still. We didn't really know what we were doing at that time. Yeah. So I would say... It was more of just us kind of playing local shows, getting asked to play shows. And uh, I mean, pretty much every offer that got handed to us, we did take it. Like, yeah, we, whatever show we could. We drove to Kansas. We drove to Kansas City one time randomly. No, like, it wasn't Kansas City. It was Wichita, Kansas. Oh, yeah, Wichita, Kansas. 12 yeah. hours for a shop basement show, but we didn't know where we were going and we just wanted to play shows. Yeah, it was. I mean, like, I, I, guess, I guess you could say we were busy, but. Um, yeah, just playing shows nonstop, basically. So you guys talk about that drive to Kansas City. How long of a trip was that for you guys? <laughs> yeah. It was, I would say, 12 hours. But the funny part is, so we didn't have a van at the time. Okay. And we accepted the show offer. Yeah. Without really thinking about, like, yeah, how, how we're going to get Yeah. <laughs> so at the time, uh, our bassist, Edgar, he had this, like, shitty like oh, yeah oh, what kind of car was it? it it's one of those gt pontiacs it's like i think that's what they're called it was like small i'm like a little context i'm big as hell like i'm like six two six three yeah like me in a small car for that long it's not a move <laughs> but we, yeah, we took like we took his car he was kind of bummed about it but we packed all that shit in there I don't think we brought merch. I don't think we had merch. We drove to a Literally did no not merch. have merch. No merch for this drive. This was like probably our third, fourth show. Yeah. Like, we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. That's crazy. When you guys got to Kansas City, did you guys um, ask the promoter like how he found out about you guys? Or were you guys just like super down just to play because somebody asked? Well, basically, um, there's a band from Indiana. They're not around anymore. They're called Blackwater. And there are boys like... Indiana, Chicago, Northwest Indiana, Chicago has like a really tight knit scene, and they're playing down there. They're on they're on a tour, and I think there was there was a fest that was supposed to be happening that weekend. Oh yeah, and like they basically canceled it, and I guess one of the guys in one of the bands that was playing, he kind of just took some bands from the day that we were dropped and asked if we wanted to play. So we said yeah. And yeah, we just we, we we went down there, played the show, 
I think got a hotel room and then drove off the next day. Yeah. Okay. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. um, You talk about how you guys didn't really know what you're doing in the very beginning. When did you start to feel like you guys kind of started getting things in order and started doing things right? I would say probably like six months to a year after survival. Once we got like a few tours under our belts, like, once I got on tour and like saw how things actually work, I started to understand it more. <laughs> I think it was when Mitch start, Mitch joined for like, I would say yeah, everything became yeah. a lot more like serious, like having like, um, um, so at first it was just me, Jordan, Edgar and Nivik. And then a few months, I think like a year and a half after the band started, like we got uh, our friend Mitch to play guitar for us. So when he joined, I'd say around that time, which was what, like late or mid 2016? I'd say end of 2016, early. No, it was, no, it was mid 2017, I think. Yeah, mid 2017. And then I remember we played LDV Fest. It was Midwest Flood at the time for the first time in 2018, right? No, that was 2017. 2017? We played a pre-show that year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the... Yeah. Number, yeah, I think yeah. So it had to been like mid twenty seventeen would be where I think we started understanding how things actually work. Once we got a five piece, started sounding better. Like yeah. everything sounds better as a five piece. <laughs> and you talk about I'm um, going on tour. Have you guys ever toured out to California? Yeah, we did a uh, yeah. off survival. We did a um, two. Yeah, West Coast tours. We did um, the first one was a band called Bruce and us and. Uh, in California, I'm trying to remember where we played. We, we played Long Beach, which was shot. Yeah, we, that was, was like on the first tour we did. And after that, it was uh, Murrieta. Oh yeah, the, the Awakening. The, yeah, The Awakening. And that that show was like probably one of the best shows on that tour. It was so packed. Like, you know, we were on the other side of the United States basically at that point. And we're just, there was a badass show happening. And like, they everyone treated us well. Yeah, it was a really fun show. That was great. And then, like, I remember playing Santa Cruz. I remember playing... Yeah, we played that on a different tour, but Santa Cruz at the yeah. Sub Rosa. Yeah. Okay, it. hell yeah. That, that place is sick. I, I've never been there, but, like, every video that I've ever seen, uh, that place looks crazy. It's yeah. bad, but it's sick. People go crazy in their small room. It's wild. It's like a library. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I know, like, I, I've had some people on from up north, and they talk about how it's, like, a collective. Like, people, like, volunteer their time there and uh, help keep it open it's crazy it's sick so, I, I was curious about the cover of survival is that like an or, or original art piece or does that come from something yeah that's honestly it's crazy because there's this kid david Bernardo. we went to high school with him and he just always was into like drawing like comic book anime, anime type shit and we couldn't think of an idea because i've always liked hand drawn art and when we were thinking of an idea for the cover, I really wanted something hand-drawn, and he was the first person that came to mind. So we just pitched him the idea, and he came out with that, and it came out dope. Yeah, that's a, it's definitely pretty awesome. I Yeah, because I was looking at it, and I was like, man, this is, like, really good. And it was, like, in my mind, like it looked like it could have been from something, so that's why I, I had to ask you about it. Yeah, he's crazy good. He, I think he does, uh, like, graphic novels now. I'm not too sure on details are. Yeah, he moved. Uh, yeah, he moved away from where we're from, and he moved to like Arizona or something. So, I don't know what he's on though, but hopefully he's still drawing. Yeah, he's really- 
and are all of you guys from like Chicago proper? We're so Mitch lives. He used to live in Illinois. Now he lives in middle of fucking nowhere, Indiana. West Lafayette, I think it's. I think it is something like that. Yeah, Edgar lives in. He just moved to the south side, I think. Yeah, south side of Chicago. And then me and Andrew live in a town called Bolingbrook. We, we fucking live like five minutes away from each other. And then our, our new drummer who just joined like last month was in our first band too, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. But, yeah. yeah. And uh, he also lives in the same town as us. Yeah, we live like 40 minutes south of Chicago. For like 20 miles, 40 minutes is fucking Chicago tracks, dude. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was curious. Have, have you guys ever heard of a place called Vernon Hills? Yeah, Vernon Hills. Yeah. Okay, because I, I I have like a favorite YouTuber, and he's from there. So it's like sometimes like I'm um, because he's like a daily vlogger, um, okay. and sometimes he'll like go back to his hometown and like uh, shoot stuff there. And I, I was always curious if people actually knew where that place was because he always talks about how small and like out of the way it is. I'm trying to see how far. Oh, it's an hour away from us. Illinois is like randomly big as hell like yeah <laughs> it doesn't seem like it is but it really is like up north is where it's just it's just packed dude like because it's like a bunch of small towns yeah uh-huh. yeah in the same like you can go like what about like 15 miles and it'll be a different town it's yeah towns. exactly okay um, you mentioned earlier that your um new or like your newer drummers from your old band what happened yeah. to, the, to the drummer before him that's our boy. So he um he's just doing school and shit. He couldn't really tour. And Bryce, he had filled in on I'd say ninety percent of our tours. Our new drummer. Yeah. So at that we just decided like it was kind of unfair to him to keep asking him to fill in when he could just join and take over. Never saw our boy though. Like he's gonna do merch for everything we do when he can. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, we so Bryce Bryce was in our band. When we were thirteen. And he was like, and it's so funny because with that band, uh, let's just call it M45, right? <laughs> so when M45 was around, um, there was, it was Jordan, me, our friend Milo, and our friend Justin. <laughs> and Justin sucked at drums. So we kicked him out and <laughs> we uh, got Bryson. And um, so that's how Bryce joined the band. And then, he, yeah. He's a year younger than us, too. So he was like 12 at the point. He's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. This guy, is, this guy is a maniac on drums, dude. It's, it's insane. And like after all these years, Bryce, didn't he just happen to follow the same path as you guys? Like still yeah. like, getting into hardcore and like learning how to play that style of music? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's always been in a heavy music. I mean, we, we've, for the most part, we've always all been in the same type of music. He's, he's in a band right now on tour with the uh, Pond and Burning Body. So that kind of tells you like what type of music he's playing with that band. Yeah. He's in a different band. It's a completely different style from us. But yeah. He, like that's just been our boy for so long. Like it's, it, it, it just, it's right for him to stay with us basically. And he, he definitely does like a different drum style, which I think will be, cool to in, like incorporate with our new stuff because it'll give it a new vibe a little bit like it'll be still the same vibe but a little bit of flavor to it for sure I, I, that's cool that he's in that other band is seeing that um, upon a burning body full time or is he just filling in for them oh no he's, he's on tour like in a band on tour with them what yeah. are they called oh, they're okay. called uh, Speaking With Ghosts is his band's name they're uh, yeah they're on tour right now with upon a burning body yeah okay. 
right. Yeah. Not, I'm too familiar with like that, um, that genre, but I know that band cause I know they're from Texas. I, I used to have some friends who like knew those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really like too big of my thing anymore, but so there was a video floating around on Twitter a while back. You guys had, um, I, I think his name's Trey filling for, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you talk about uh, how that moment came to be? Because like, I, like the day that that video got posted to Twitter, like I, I literally seen it like a million times. It was That's, everywhere, man. Yeah. Um, so basically, well, I don't even know how it started. We, me, Edgar, me and Edgar used to play Fortnite with Trey. Okay. And like, we just got, got up close with him. And then one day he was like, yo, I'm gonna learn um, Hands of the Oppressor. And then he posted like a, a short cover of it on uh, Twitter. And, I t- and it was sick. So I talked to everybody else in the band. I was like, yo, next time we play Liverpool, let's just have, let's see if Trey wants to play. And it was funny because like I told him not to tell anybody what's happening. So everybody in the room got like so excited once he got behind the drums, it was sick. It was a crazy moment. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, and especially um, for how young he is, right? Because he, he's still in high school, right? Yeah, he's like 16. He's a senior now. Okay, yeah. So yeah. For, for somebody that young um, to be able to participate and is into hardcore, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. He loves hardcore more than most people. I know it's fucking wild. That's cool. Do you know if he's in a band or is he going to start a band? He's trying. Yeah. Yeah. Louisville just has so many people doing so many bands. It's kind of hard for him to find people to consistently be there because there's so many fucking bands in Louisville right now. They got a great scene there. Yeah. And you guys just played a show um, out there recently that Knock Loose CD release show, right? Yeah. Fucking insane. It was crazy, man. Best show, like best karma set we've ever had. It was fucking nuts. I'm so bummed. I haven't been able to find a full set video. I want to relive that shit so bad. Yeah, because I, I was looking on your Twitter and I, I saw you tweet out um, asking people to DM you if, if they took any, any videos of your set. So I was wondering, has anybody sent you any cool footage besides like that one video that's like, I think it's like maybe like a minute long? Yeah, that's the only video I've seen. There's been, there was like some people put it on Instagram stories and tagging our Instagram, but like, but they're gone now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you, you got to find those people, tell them to dig them out of their archives and send them to you. That's great, man. I know. I'm going to edit together a full set video from fucking 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that show's cool. We did something new. We, we did this thing where like we were playing like just hip-hop instrumentals in between our sets. And right. like, our songs. Yeah, that was like, oh yeah, in between the songs. Yeah, it was just like, it was kind of cool to like hear that after practicing it in this like little practice room, but like playing like these songs. It was like a three, six song. I forgot what the other one was. Like when you hear yeah. one of the best hip hop instrumentals ever. That's it was it. so much fun, man. And why did you guys decide to do that? Was that you just want to do something new for this like big show? Yeah, like something like just, yeah, basically something new, like just to kind of set us apart from everyone. You know what I mean? Like just kind of add something that like, oh, there's someone thinks about what happened during the show. It's like, oh yeah, Karma did that, and it's like, yeah. And I listen to hip hop like eighty percent of my day, so like just base sets for us to use hip hop uh, instrumentals. And can you talk about how you guys uh, got on that show? Because you guys have like some sort of mm-hmm. relationship with um, like the dudes in Knock Loose, right? Yeah, um, I'm friends with all those guys, and like. 
I've been seeing that band for fucking like damn near since they started. Like, yeah, first time they played Chicago, like he showed I, Jordan showed me Knock Loose. Yeah, I, fucking like what five years ago when like they first, first started. Yeah. like yeah. So I just I like just through going to their shows, talking to them, meeting them. I grew a friendship with all of them, and they like Karma and. They put on really hard for their friends' bands, and that's basically how it happened. They were like, yo. So basically, they were playing this. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, tell the story about it, though, because it's so funny. They were playing this big ass fest in uh, Chicago, Chicago. Open like, air fest. It's like fucking system of a down and shit. Yeah. And um, Brian, I was meeting up with him, and I walked up. He was like, hey, yo, you're playing a release show. And I was like, what the fuck? But, and I text our, the Karma group chat. And I just said we're playing the Nagus release show. Yeah, there was no question yeah, about no, it. No, like, there was no, no context, and I didn't respond for like an hour. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, but it was crazy. That was I'm fucking really thankful that they asked to be on that because it was insane day. Yeah, seriously. That band's fucking the doing biggest, it. The biggest yeah. thing in the fucking planet right now. Seriously. At least in heavy music. And can you talk about how your guys' set was? Like, it looked like from that video that I saw that, you know, the whole room was just going off. Were, were kids, like, feeling your guys' stuff? Yeah, it was... The most stage dives I've ever seen for, our, for the band, dude. Every song, at least 10 stage dives. I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but it sure isn't. It was funny. After I sat, I walked outside, and the way they had the venue set up was, like, they had a, uh, like, a guardrail to the left side of the stage, where like there's some gear behind there and it lets the green room. So I walk outside after I set and one of the security guard grabs me and he's like, yo, did you see that kid front flip into the guardrail and hit his head? <laughs> and if that will tell you, that, that's an example of how yeah. kids were going. Cause like he front flipped and from what I was told, I didn't see it, I wish I did. He like landed head first on the guardrail, got up and just kept going. Like people were going nuts. <laughs> and was that like probably the biggest crowd you guys have ever played in front of? Um, I, I think so because like LDB I think LDB Fest might have been um, a few people short of what it was just just by just by looking at like just thinking about how big that crowd was um, because in LDB the, the crowd was like scattered yeah. there was a lot of people behind us but then there was a lot of people in front of us but at um, and knock loose it was a lot of people in front of us so just for that reason it, it was the biggest show that I've ever played and like it's just it was fucking crazy I mean you know I was like nervous at first but like once we started playing like yeah all that was gone and it was just like everyone was just feeding off of everyone's energy like it was just a crazy feeling basically and for you guys to be in like front of a crowd that big, do you guys ever get nervous or do you guys just like thrive off of that? I thrive off personally. Like that's just, just yeah, it's, I love more in the world. So like that feeling is just as much shit. Like I always get it before a show. Like when I sit and think about it, like that day we went and uh, just kind of hung out around Louisville and it was like random times where it hit me and I'm just like, fuck, I'm about to play this solo show and knock loose. But like I said, once you get up there and you start playing, it's like, it's just different. Every, everything changes. I wanted to talk about um, uh, LDB. You, you talked about like how the crowd was and like, I, I've watched you guys' set like probably over like over 10 times by now. Like I'm sure like my friends, like I go to my, like my buddy Aaron's apartment and like, that's literally like all I, all like I'll just sit in his living room and watch your guys' set on YouTube. And like, I, like 
all of his roommates are like sick of it. They're like, why are you always watching their set? And I'm like, whatever, you guys don't understand. But um, <laughs> like w- w- when I look at the crowd, because like I, I've never been there, but the the place is like pretty huge, it looks like. And everybody is scattered. Yeah. There's like, like, you know, like a ton of people on stage behind you guys. And then like off in the distance, it looks like people are watching from like some sort of like guardrail atop at, at of some ramp. And then... Yeah. Then you have like the big crowd in front of you and everybody is like spread out. There's like plenty of space to mosh. I was always like wondering, like, why doesn't everybody just like pack in in front of the stage? And when like, why does everybody just like kind of like stay scattered? I would say because like it's in a big ass skate park. So there's essentially just so much room. People, I think that's just their nature to stay. Some people are just scared too, man. Like they just don't want to get hit, which is cool. Like, I mean, that's like the number one rule. Like if you're going to stand in the front, then expect to get, you know, hit a little bit. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's not, um, uncommon. yeah, exactly. It's not uncommon for that to happen. So I feel like a lot of people just play it safe, you know, might as well. They had the opportunity to go in the back and it was like a huge half pipe ramp. So it was, it was, it was a chill, chill thing going on. Good vibes. Okay. Yeah. It definitely looks like there's like plenty of space and like, I, I understand why people spread out, but I guess so it's always just like, um, you know, like a weird thing for me. Cause I, I watched that and I'm like, fuck, like I wish I could have been there cause I would have been like going crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so you guys put out survival and then a couple years later you guys put out moment of violence and yeah. one thing that I thought was cool is that, that you guys did a music video. For a good riddance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can, can you talk about why you guys decided to do a, a music video for that song and talk about the process of putting the video together? We uh, we went back and forth for like a while on what song we were going to choose. And up until like probably a week before that, we were going to do the last song, The Record of Stress. But... I don't remember exactly yeah. why we chose Good Riddance. I, I think it's just like... I think it was like the first... Well, I, I think we just tried thinking about like what our favorite song was off of it and Distress at the time was and that's what we wanted to push out. Like, we wanted to kind of... You know, it's the last track. Who's going to listen to the last track on the album? Let's fucking show it down. Like, we're not show it down people's throats, but like, show them what they're missing. But then... uh I think we kind of realized like maybe we should just take advantage of like getting a quote unquote like popular type song. And I think that's what it was. Yeah, because it is for sure it one was, of the most popular yeah. songs off that record. So, and honestly, like I feel like the vibe of that song fit really well with the way we yeah, did the video. Definitely. Like there's no regrets on like doing that song because it, it just, it, it was meant to be pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I, I, I watched it and I, I definitely thought it was cool because I actually talked about this yesterday with uh, Josh from Life's Question because they shot a music video and I was talking, I was telling him how it's it's not common these days for bands to, you know, put out a music video or like a visual for their music. Yeah, definitely. It was funny though because when we were filming that video, we, we filmed with this dude, Bobby Marcos. He plays in a band called uh, Club Room. Yeah. Um, he, he had a lot of ideas. It was pretty cool. We were in the fucking, like, I don't even know where we were. Like, some the, the basement of some, like, skate shop. Was it? I, I think I so. wasn't there, dude. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. I wasn't there. <laughs> and here's here's kind of a funny thing. Yeah, like, I was uh, I was working in, it's a town called Peoria, like, an hour or two south from where we live. And I was working there. 
with my family. And so the video was being filmed on a Sunday and I was like, fuck dude, like I can't go back home. So we got our friend Colin from Purgatory and another one dead. He he's on guitar for me in that video. I forgot about that. Honestly. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> you can't really tell us. No, you I can't tell. That. Yeah. But when we were filming it, um, he had like a smoke machine. Yeah. And fucking the smoke detectors went off, and fucking cops and fire trucks showed up in the middle of our shoot. It was funny. It was funny as hell. Yeah. And was that like the smoke detectors in the basement, or did it just like rise up into the skate shop above? I, I think it was the ones in the basement. Damn. Is it because it was a business that the cops and stuff showed up? I think so, yeah. That's what I assume. Okay. Because the guy who ran the skate shop was down there with us. But oh. Okay. And w- when the cops got there, did you just have to explain to them that there actually wasn't a fire and you guys were just like shooting a music video? Yeah, they made us like air the room out and shit. Like, and then they left like five minutes after and did you guys just have to like unplug the smoke detectors after that or did you guys kind of just like ease up with the fog machine we like we were like probably like i'd say 80 percent done with the video so we we're just like fuck it let's do what we're doing anyways and then we'll be done soon so okay and so that music video came out was there ever a thought of doing another video we thought yeah. about it but we We're always have ideas. Like, exactly. Like we would love to, man. It's just we uh it, it's really hard to come up with an idea that isn't like Jordan is always saying, like that's just not corny, like that's just overdone. You know, like we wanna we're not going to put something out that's bad. So yeah. like, we're just, we just have to really sit on it and actually think on what's going to happen. I mean, realistically, I feel like we're not going to get a video done until new music comes out, yeah. which soon. should be soon. Yeah. Like definitely like within a year, I'd say yeah. like there should be mu- like music coming out. Just not, so you just gotta yeah. Maybe a song at some point. Maybe we'll do a video for that. Yeah. I think that'd be cool, honestly. Yeah. So, um, Moment of Violence came out in January 2018, and yeah. you guys just talked about new music. So, you guys have like a lot of stuff written, or are you guys still like in the middle of like the writing process? I got like, well, I, the idea is we have the idea like. I have the songs for what we want to do written, completely written, like instrumentals, lyrics, everything. It's just deciding if that's the way we're going to go. Because what we're thinking is like a five-song EP, basically. But that might not be the the route we go, so... It depends. I mean, like, in the end, it's going to be a good chunk of music. And, um, I mean, I think we're going to try to, like, shop labels, go that route. Uh, we're gonna we're planning on recording with uh, what's his Andy from Bricktop. Yeah, in Chicago, he um he records the fucking damn near everything. Like, yeah. If it's yeah. not Taylor Young, it's him in heavy yeah. music. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and he did Moment of Violence, right? No, we recorded Moment of Violence with um Nick Nativo. Yeah, at the no. but Andy mixed it and okay. then uh. Yeah, Brad yeah. from Audio Siege mastered it. So we did like a three-person team on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for the next uh, record, why are you guys deciding just to go with Andy instead of Nick? 
I've always wanted to go to ADHS yeah. timing, but I think this would be the perfect time to go to him because he, he does really good work. And I feel like since, because he was in weekend nachos, he like, I think since he has a good mind for hardcore, working with him would be cool. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that because um, I it's a lot easier to work with somebody who can kind of like like understand your guys' vision and get your sound instead of you yeah. having to try to explain it to them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. And I, I was curious, since like, um, did you do like the majority of the writing for all this new stuff that's going to come out eventually? Uh, I'd say 90%. There's like some verse in there that Mitch wrote, which are sick. So it's cool. I like having Mitch with us because he definitely pitches a lot of ideas into him. So that helps the writing process. Okay. And I, I, I think I, I, Mitch filled in for Life's Question on their last tour, right? Yep. Yes, he did. Okay, because I saw him uh, at the uh, Fullerton date of that tour, and I, I, I thought to myself, I was like, man, that guy looks so familiar, but I, I couldn't put my finger on it, and until I realized like later that I'm he, he plays in Karma. Yeah, yeah. He fills in for fucking every band from our area. <laughs> He's in like six bands yeah that are nowhere near where he fucking lives he lives yeah. in the middle of nowhere dude that's crazy yeah um so i, I don't even understand how people can like juggle that because i have a buddy who's like that who, who's in like a bunch of different bands and he's just like constantly on tour with um one of his like six bands yeah I I wouldn't be able to do it honestly. Like, I wish I could, man. Like if I could just devote my life to just touring, like that'd be badass. But I can't. I just can't. Okay. Um. So I, I noticed, uh, Jordan, your Instagram or your Instagram and Twitter name are the same, right? Like yeah. real Hulk Hogan. And <laughs> um, I'm guessing you're a big wrestling fan. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was just curious, um, how'd you get into wrestling? It like from this literally the second I was born, like <laughs> at least my this is what my dad tells me, I don't know if it's true, but when apparently when I was born, he had fucking like Monday Nitro on the TV in the fucking delivery room or whatever. Like I was my dad loved that shit. He used to have like a it wasn't a podcast at the time because it was before podcasts, but like a hotline, I guess, like a wrestling hotline show thing that he used to do with one of his friends. Like, I did, just from him, I always watched wrestling. We used to go to shows all the like, I've met so many wrestlers because just going around with my dad. Damn, that's awesome. Are you into wrestling, Andrew, or is it just Jordan? I, I was when I was younger. I mean, I did wrestling too in middle school and then like freshman year of high school, I did wrestling, but, um, I mean, it fell off for me. I didn't keep up with it. I mean, I, I feel like what happened is they took it off of some network. That's always been on there. Yeah. Like, I used to watch it on, like, Monday nights and stuff like that. And then, like, I think the other ones were, like, Thursday night or something. It's changed fucking too much. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I was, I was into that for a while. Just, I mean, same with sports, too. Like, I, I'll watch any sport. It's just I have to, I have to willingly watch it. And I... Don't I just watch Netflix? I just watch Hulu. I just stay on YouTube. Like that, basically, yeah. Okay. I noticed when you guys play live, is that the the CM Punk flag that you guys have draped over when you're amps? That's the Chicago flag. Yeah, that's where CM Punk got it from. Okay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That now that makes like way more sense to me. 
And that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people know what that flag is. Yeah, but it's, it's a sick flag. But it's sick. I mean, like, that's one reason why I bust it out all the time. It's like, if you don't know, you're going to find out. And, if, like, you, it, you might question it. So, like, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, whenever I saw that, I, I just related it to CM Punk. Yeah, he, uh, CM stands for Chicago Wade. Like, he, he's a Chicago dude. Yeah. I haven't I, seen that man person, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> yes. For sure. I saw him, like, last week. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you were at that uh, StarCast? Yeah, I was there all weekend. Okay. That's cool. It, it, I'm, so, uh, I'm not too familiar with StarCast. Um, like, what is that event? It's like a convention. Like, they do like, a lot of, like, stage interviews and then meet and greets and shit. It's pretty cool. It's a good time, honestly. I went with a few of my boys. And was that tied to AEW, or was that just like happening at the same time? Loosely, like they have. There was like a lot of AEW wrestlers there. I met the Young Bucks. It was cool. Okay, um, I watched like part of the pay per view, and I went. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised at like how many people actually showed out for that pay per view because like I'm. Um, I'm being honest, like I'm like a super casual fan when it comes to wrestling. So like I'm not really I'm in tune. So like when I saw like shots of like the um, people in the arena, I was like kind of taken back by like how many people actually were there. It was sold out like 11,000, I think. And the fact that like that promotion is actually, um, you know, bringing in that type of audience. Is it because of like Ted Turner or like I I just don't understand like why this one is like uh, gotten so big so fast? It's because, like, I've met the Young Bucks and Cody, and they run it, and they're just real cool. I feel like that's what it is. Like, they're mad nice, and since they, I don't know, since they, they're running it for, like, fans, this, like, aside from, like, WWE, who's, like, more like a business, I think that's why it's big. It's more, like, fan-centric. And uh, do you feel like WWE is on, like, a downturn right now? I mean, uh, they got, they're going to be on Fox in October, so I feel like that's kind of big. But like, from like a product standpoint, I'd say yeah, it's not as good. But like business, they're making mad money, so fuck it. <laughs> like they're doing what they got to do. Okay, yeah, because I like I said, I, I'm like more of like a casual fan. But I, I feel like yeah. these days, I, I see um, people talking more about like the indie wrestlers more than like WWE. Yeah, for sure. I went to an indie show with a uh, Nick and Edgar like the day before all out it was fun okay and are, are you like familiar with uh brody king the, the yeah. of god's hate yeah he's he's really good he's actually like a really good wrestler he's big as hell he'd be doing like flips and shit i don't understand he's like probably my height doing flips and <laughs> you won't catch me doing no damn flips yeah like I, I i've never seen him wrestle in person but like like all the videos that i've seen him from him and like it, it's pretty insane uh for him to be able to do like all that like acrobatic stuff yeah, it's wild. He's, I got my respect for him. That's cool. Well, so earlier you said you were like 6'2 or 6'3. Yeah. Have you ever thought about like getting in and like trying to do wrestling or anything like that? I got bad knees or wood. Like, <laughs> we talked about, what did we talk about the other day with Miguel? Oh, we're going to do like BJJ, I think. I, w- I would be down for that. And that, that I can do, but like wrestling, I feel like I don't got the knees for that. But, I think we're going to start getting into BJJ, which is like jujitsu. That's what it is. It's, yeah. You guys going to try to go the no-gi route or the gi? 
I, I just want to do something active, man. <laughs> if I'm back to eat, I'll do it. They brought it up, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it, dude. That'd be sick." That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. Sure, like, it's so easy these days to find like a good school in your area. Yeah, there's one like five minutes from where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 um, like back in like I, I've lived in Orange County for like ten years, and before I moved out, I actually used to train mixed martial arts, and Seriously? yeah, and when I moved to Orange County, uh, that place is like a hotbed for MMA, so there's like like really good gyms like spread across spread across the county, and there's actually like a ton of like um, awesome jujitsu schools. But like, if I'm gonna be honest, like I've always been scared to go learn because I, I always have like this weird fear of getting like my knee ripped off and not being able to go to work. <laughs> that was so yeah, that, that would not be fun for sure. But it seems like it's it keeps you active, and I feel like it's gonna, it'd be a good time. So I definitely want to try it out. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely really fun because like. Um, with like jujitsu, you can go full force and like you know not have to worry about getting like damaged. Like if you were to do like you know like some sort of like boxing, striking, like um, anything like that. Because with jujitsu, as long as you're training with the right person, like you know you, you get put in a, like a chokehold, you just um, have to tap. And as long as like they're not gonna like uh, you know try to do like a heel hook and like rip your knee apart. Or, <laughs> you should be fine but yeah i i love jujitsu so like the, the fact that you guys are thinking about getting into it i i think it's pretty awesome and it's like really fun to do and to watch yeah i like mma a lot and watching it there's that uh khabib fight tonight i kind of want to watch that you know the, the pay-per-view is literally going on right now as we speak really <laughs> yeah because since it's in abu dhabi for them to air it um it had to be like uh at this time so the the main card started at, like um like almost an hour ago so holy i didn't even think about that yeah time <laughs> yeah no it, honestly this is it's just like a really weird start time because normally like they start um like for me the, the main card starts at like 7 p.m so it's like 10 p.m yeah. for you guys yeah, Damn. I didn't even think about that. Damn. Well, I guess I'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think we'll be done before the main. Okay. B yeah, before that fight even starts, like we should be wrapped up. But, but that's cool. Like I, I didn't know that you guys were into mixed martial arts. Uh, do, do you guys like uh, regularly watch like MMA? I, I'm, I'm more casual with it, but like when I can, like if I can go to a bar, watch a fight, like I definitely will. I like watching it. I mean, I play the UFC games. It'll be sick. And uh, how old are you guys? I'm 22. Just turned 22, like two weeks ago. 22. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Everyone's the same age. Yeah. Except Mitch. He's 24. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are also like in your early 20s. That yeah. Hell yeah. And so you guys talked about, you guys have like some stuff written and do you guys have any like plans to play any more shows like for the rest of the year? Yeah, we're doing a tour with um, Reserve Dirt Naps and Adrenaline. It's like a Northeast Canada runs, uh, starts October 4th. It's gonna be cool. And then after that, we're playing October 22nd yeah. in Chicago with Madball, or not Madball, fucking Marauder and Leeway. And then we have some other shit planned for the rest of the year that I can't talk about yet. Yeah, but as of now, not that much. And uh, 
We have, I mean, on that LDB set, there's a new song on it. Yeah, um, association. We have a Hate Five Six video that our new songs on that. I mean, if people want to check that out, they can just watch the video, listen to it there. Um, but yeah, we don't. I mean, we're probably gonna record. We talk about what December, or January. I'd say like late December, January. I think when we. I I want to record at least. Yeah, we have. Uh, think yeah, I can't remember exactly what the plan is, but soon though, we know that for a fact it's gonna be soon. And this run that you're going on with reserving dirt naps and adrenaline, can you talk about uh, why you guys decided to do that string of dates? Um, well, originally we wanted to do the Northeast in August, but Mitch went on tour with Purgatory when they did a run with Reserving Dirt Naps, and he got really cool with those guys. And they were talking about wanting to do the East Coast too. So basically, it just fell into place where Mitch told me they wanted to do it, but they couldn't do it till October. So I was like, fuck it, yeah, we'll just do it then. And then we've never done Canada before, and yeah. since we're going to be out that way towards um, Western Canada, Eastern, Eastern Canada, Yeah, that we might as well do it then too. And I just really like both of the bands. Reserving Dirt Nash, we played with them. Well, Adrenaline, yeah, Adrenaline happened random and it was sick because they dropped that EP thing, that demo, the EP demo, whatever. Yeah, EP on, uh, and we were listening to it and like, we were loving it. And then Jordan just gets a text from who was it? Well, I, I was like, because we, we, us and Dirt Naps were already planned, and I wanted to do like a, a regional band to do some of the dates with us. And I, we, we just were bouncing ideas, and I uh, pitched Adrenaline, and we all were down with it because they're sick. So I texted Jack and to see if he was down, and they said, fuck yeah. So yeah. it felt like place really well. That's sick. Yeah. I actually had Jack on the podcast like a couple of months ago, like super solid oh, guy. Sick. Basic. Yeah, and uh, that band Adrenaline, super sick. Like, I- I'm dying for them to get out to the West Coast because I would love to see that yeah. band. Yeah, I've never seen them yet. I'm really excited to do those shows. They're fucking. They're going to watch every night. Sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you guys, um, like, would you guys ever come back to the West Coast? Because I-, I feel, um, since I'm kind of like late to the train, um, I- 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 I'm kind of bummed that I've missed you guys out here. I definitely want to come back to the West Coast. I love it out there. We just got to figure out when. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, soon, hopefully. I mean, I just I don't know who would take with us or who would bring us, but yeah. I would love to, dude. I, I, I got to go back to California. I got to go back to to those yeah. states, the West Coast states. We got a lot of friends out there, so I want to see them. Shout out. It's beautiful out there, too. Oh, yeah. Shout out Absence of Mind for real. Dude, that band so sick. I actually saw them on Thursday night. They played in Fullerton. We did a run with them, actually, us Purgatory, and they did some of the days, and they're fucking, I love everybody in that band. They're crazy as hell. Yeah. Super, super, super good band. I, uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 like last night, or on, excuse me, on Thursday was the first time that I got to see them since they put out the new record, and I, I was, like, pretty happy with their performance. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to see anything, anything from the new record live yet. Excited to see how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the show had like a, for a Thursday night, um, the show definitely had like a pretty solid turnout. So mm-hmm. I, I was happy that people showed out for that. Um, 
there's a band from Chicago that's playing out here at the end of the month. Uh, MH Chaos. Yeah. Fucking the road. <laughs> It's one of my favorite current bands. Everybody in that band is solid as dudes and they're fucking hard. That's what they just dropped the uh, invoke. Yeah. Yeah, that that shit was crazy. Um, but like I was bummed because like I I saw that they're playing in LA, but that weekend like I'm going to Arizona for like a, another fest. Damn. Damn. What yeah. fest is it? Um what's it called? Uh, it's, uh, it's like the mosh for pause. Yeah, yeah, I saw that Perry Toys playing that. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm uh, super stoked to see uh, that band Shackled and Peace of Mind. We um we played well. Shackled played a uh, surprise set at the this is hardcore after show we did. That was the first time I got to, or no second time I got to see the the band sing. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the, the the flyer for that. Looked like a super sick after show. It was mad fun. It was fun as fuck. Shout out to No Option. Shout out to No Option for real. Oh yeah, and, and uh, had, had you guys ever played Philly before that? Not proper, no. Okay. Yeah, I think it was only once. It was once on our first tour we did, and it was. We got added to the show literally like two days before, and we played like three songs. <laughs> it was on the first. Yeah, dude, it's it. We, it just, don't, count. we yeah. just don't consider don't it. Count. Like I'm considering. We that. didn't even get paid. Like it was just we were just fucking there basically. I considered that the after show for sure our first time in Philly. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, that's super sick. I've I've never been to Philly. I've been, I've never been to this is hardcore. That's like something on like my bucket list of things in hardcore that I have to do. Oh. I went out last year because I wrote with No Fault. I, I, I say wrote with they, they borrowed our man. I went with No Victory when they played last year. And that was the first time I got to go. It's, it's a fucking crazy weekend, honestly. Like, there's a lot of shit going on there. It's fucking, they do a good job with that fest. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Shout out Joe Hardcore and uh, everybody that um, helps with the fest. Definitely. Shout out to Chris. We went on tour with him like two years ago. Cool ass dude. We stayed with the, at the Bellagio together. Yeah. <laughs> Bellagio. Um, is there one out there? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys talked about new record and talked about stuff coming up. Uh, I, I'm always curious about like the different scenes. So. Um, I, I've never been to a show in Chicago. Can okay. you talk about like the state of current Chicago hardcore? It's fucking awesome. Like there's like recently there's a lot more of like there used to be like kind of a divide between the more punk stuff and the heavy stuff. But like recently everybody's going to every show. Like yeah. we just we uh, saw a illusion bugging out in life's question like what two weeks ago. Yeah. And there was like mad kids who mostly go to heavy shows there. Like and there was some punk kids too there. Yeah, so like, like, yeah, it's it's fucking it's it's growing more and more every single show. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, right now, there's a lot of shows happening at this venue that just kind of came up out of nowhere. What the skate shop? Yeah, Prosper Skate Shop. Yeah, that's really a cool show. It's honestly a really cool place. Six spots, super tiny. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, mainly the shows have been happening like at Sub T and Cobra, but I, I, I don't think I've gone on one of the, to a Cobra show in a while now. But. Yeah, 
But um, I think right now the scene's really good. Like yeah, it's growing more and more, dude. It's crazy. Because like like I said earlier, uh, Northwest Indiana and Chicago are like really close, and Milwaukee. A lot of Milwaukee kids come down for a lot of Chicago shows too. And like I think us three, like Milwaukee, Chicago, and Indiana, are all thriving right now. Talking awesome. And you, you talked about like the scene being divided. Can you uh, talk about like what you think has kind of like started to bridge the gap between the two different scenes? Um, I don't know. I just think I think just everyone kind of being cool with each other. It was just like a gradual thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, people just it wasn't it wasn't about Chicago being a heavy a heavy scene or like Chicago being a punk scene. It was just people were all friends. And you know, if your music's good and you're on the fucking show, so that's yeah, basically just how it is. So, my my perception of Chicago hardcore, like whenever I, I think about your guys' scene, like I think of it as like a more like heavy scene because like a, a lot of the bands that I've listened to from your guys' area are like more predominantly on the heavier side. Yeah, do, sure. you, do you think like the more like um, youth group punk bands um, do you think that kind of like deters them away from wanting to play shows or even getting on shows since like they don't really fit with um, th- like the heavy stuff well like I wouldn't say so I wouldn't say so no like there's a lot of cool punk group like yeah. punk bands in Chicago right now like yeah bugging out uh, they broke up when Vortex was sick like there's a lot of cool shit going on over here it's just like on the more straightforward hardcore side aside from the heavy shit like yeah. I think right now it's more like like I said it's becoming more of one scene instead of like the more punk scene and the heavy scene I think it's coming together and I like that because I fucking love straightforward hardcore too so yeah. it's cool to be able to go, go to those shows and know people there too I think it's awesome when you can show up to a gig and there's more than one type of hardcore band on the bill. Cause for me, like I'm, I'm a fan of every like different type of hardcore. Like I'm not just into the heavy stuff or like the fast stuff. I like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Definitely. Like I say, I would say like, I'm like 60, 40. Like I, I listen to a lot of heavy shit. Like, like a lot of heavy shit, but I listen to like a lot of straightforward shit too, like Killing Time, fucking Mad Ball, all that shit. Like that's I listen to that as much as I listen to like fucking bulldoze. Like it's all the same to me. Are you guys familiar with with a band from Chicago called uh, Bovice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I, I had um, some of those guys on on the podcast a while back, and I think that band's like super yeah. sick. Yeah, uh, Julian is the one who told me to hit you up, actually. Oh, okay. He told me that you were interested in talking to us. Yeah, um, you know, actually, like, I was uh, I reached out to some people behind the scenes to see who I could um, get or see who I needed to talk to to get in contact with you. Because, like, yeah, like I said, I was, like, watching those LDB sets. I was like, damn, I, I got to get somebody from this band on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, I, I think that band's like super sick and like talking to them like they're like even though they play like that heavier style like they're the type of dudes that like are open to play any kind of show that like they don't need to stick to like, you know, just like a heavy yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. Now that that shit too. Like I think it's important to do that honestly like if you stick to one style of show you're just gonna get stuck there like playing as many people as you can. 
like no matter if it's like a more straightforward crowd or like a more punk crowd or a heavy crowd, like somebody in their room is going to fuck with it. Yeah, and I, I I used to be like a, um, well I, I still am a fan. Like I I loved like back in the day. There there used to be like a little more like mixed bills, like uh, more variety, like on shows. Yeah, definitely. I like mixed bill shows too. Like there's like it doesn't really happen anymore. But for a while, there was a uh, fucking skate shop out here, and they would have like rappers on shows and shit. It's just like. Yeah, I'm. Um, I don't think it happened this year. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but there um, is a fest that happens in LA, and it's called like uh, Nature's World, and they do that. Like they'll get like a bunch of like hip hop like um, rappers, and then they'll grab like a couple hardcore punk bands and put them on, and it's pretty okay. interesting. That's funny. I feel like hardcore and rap go well, go pretty close together, so like it makes sense. It's like it's like this. Call, it's almost like the same scene, just because of the fact that like. Uh, I don't want to say outcasts, but like they're like parallels, but like when they go together, uh, it works really well. Like we played on our last tour with uh, no, it was a run to TNT Fest in Dallas, and we played Kansas City, right? Yeah, it was Kansas City. Yeah, we played Kansas City, and it was a a mixed bill with like three rappers, three hardcore bands, and um, yeah, dude, it was fucking. It was packed. It was was packed. Everyone was just vibing. It was just, it was kind of like, it was just, it was, it was sick, dude. It was badass. Yeah, I I feel like whenever there's mixed shows with like rappers, the crowd that shows up definitely like kind of understand the vibe when like a hardcore band's playing. But yeah. like when they try to mix like hardcore bands with like you know like screamo emo bands, I feel like those kids like don't really get it, and that's where like the like I feel like the more fights happen. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, where I was saying, like, rap and hardcore go along really well. Like, yeah. there's a lot of, like, I like some of the, like, softer shit too. Like, fucking basement, nothing, all that shit. But, like, I think it's harder to get a crowd for a hardcore bill mixed with that to coexist. But where with a rap crowd, I think there's like a, like a common ground, like, easier to find. Yeah, I've been to a bunch of different like rap shows like out here, and it, to me, it's always crazy when they start like their mosh pit, and like <laughs> I'm just seeing like all these, uh, you know, uh, golf wing kids going like crazy. It, it's always pretty interesting to me. It's I went to this uh, fest called Lyric Lemonade out here. Okay, it's funny so like when there's going to be like a drop. Those are those like, pit. <laughs> that shit's so funny. <laughs> yeah. What? Um. But what's the guy's name who's behind Lyrical Lemonade? Cole Bennett. Okay, Cole Bennett. Yeah. yeah. That guy's um, done some like awesome music videos. He's like one of my favorite directors for like hip hop videos. He's really cool. Yeah, he, he used to do like um. I'm not sure if he still does it, but but he used to like do like interviews with people like at like his studio. Yeah, I think like he did them like in the dorm room at one point too. Yeah, and I th- I thought those were pretty like interesting because I I always liked his insight because I felt like he was like um like he's like pretty in tune and, and like just like if you look at like his body of work and like what those people have gone on to do it's it's pretty insane. It's crazy. We were literally t- we had like an hour long yeah. conversation about this last night. Like, yeah, we, were, text. <laughs> we were with some friends hanging out and like we were talking about like Lyrical Limited and Cold Bennett how yeah. like. It's basically a big platform for artists like 
a lot of the artists he takes videos for blow up after. Yeah, like I, I've, I've tried to buy like a lyrical lemonade hoodie, but I, I can only find them for like resale prices. And oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so expensive just for like an embroidered hoodie of that little like lemonade carton. It's it's insane. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. Um. So you went to that fest. Uh, were they serving like those lemonades in in the they can? Were. Yeah, it's pretty good too. Um, it, like quality lemonade. I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That's so crazy. Cause like, honestly, I'm um, going to this podcast. I didn't think we would get to the topic of lyrical lemonade and like, <laughs> this is cool. Um, but hell yeah. When you went to that fest, um, who did you happen to catch? Uh, I saw a lot of people the first, well, the first day it was kind of fucked. So the second day it rained like half the day. It was an outdoor fest. So they stopped. It was like thunder lightning and shit. So they had like, legally had to stop half of the fest. Oh, wow. So when they started again, they tried to fit the whole fest into half the time. <laughs> it was that's sick, some shit. But I first day I saw uh, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, uh, Lil Mosey, uh, fucking Cameron, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, fuck, who played Lil Yachty, played with Cardi. That was the first day. I think City Girls played. I don't think I watched them. Second day, I saw the baby. That was like my favorite. I fucking love the baby. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. He goes off. He's sick. Yeah. <laughs> and who else played? You saw Gucci? Yeah, Gucci played. How you forget Gucci? Okay. That's crazy. And so you said they like try to squeeze the rest of the fest and after it rains, like were people just doing like shorter sets or yeah, like, but, um, famous decks played one song, <laughs> he played one song and left. <laughs> That's still, crazy. Still probably got paid dumb money. I respect it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Um, I haven't been to a rap show in a long time. Like I think like the closest thing was I went to Coachella Fest like earlier okay. in the year, and like one set that I was like super hyped for was um, it was a set by, by they were called Gucci Gang, but it was a uh, Smoke Perp, Lil Pump, and Gucci Mane. They like <laughs> yeah, like uh, those three um just came out and they um each did like uh, three or four songs each, and I I, I thought it was like like one of the coolest things. I like Smoke Perp a lot. And Gucci, Gucci Gang. <laughs> I'm not a big Lil Pump fan, but. Smoke Perp, so. Yeah, same here. Like, like, um, I, I, I think uh, Smoke Perp is uh, a better rapper than Lil Pump. Lil Pump, like, is like, uh, his songs are just like the lyrical content's just like I don't know. I'm, I'm not super into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but um, but it's just weird, like, just being there because like I, 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 uh, see him on like Instagram and stuff because I follow like, a, a, um, academics and like Adam Twenty Two. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that, that was awesome. I, I've, I've been to a rap show because I feel like um, more recently, like the people who I've been into just aren't really touring out to where I'm at. I feel you. That's why I like the new Lyric Lemonade Fest because there was a fucking, it was a lot, like a lot of people that I was into. I'm really into that guy, Lil Skies. Did, did, like he, um, did he perform that year? No, he played last year. I went last year too. Okay. He, I like those guys a lot. Yeah, I think he's sick. I, I I saw him live once and it was pretty awesome. He put on a good show for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. 
that's it because like most of the time like uh the people that i hang out with don't really listen to that kind of music so um, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to talk to you guys about um hip-hop and rap oh yeah i listen to more hip-hop and rap than anything else honestly what do you think about that guy ybn corday well, I mean, Corday's dope. I like him a lot. He's like one of the more lyrical, new, like young rappers. Yeah, for sure. I I feel like he's my favorite out of like the three, like Almighty J and Namir. I, I like Namir too. He has some songs, but he's not really lyrical. He's just like a yeah. He just like puts out hits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. I, I met him at Coachella Fest because they did like a little um, performance at like the it seems, I forget which oh, it was Heineken Heineken had like their own little like um, beer house like stage and the whole crew like YBN like uh, uh, Namir Jay and Corday performed and like I, I got there like late because there was like so many people trying to get in to see them and they like cut their set short and they're like fuck this like we're, we're gonna hop in the crowd and like just meet all you guys because like they didn't let us finish so i was like oh this is crazy like i i i wanted to like meet namir just because i was like I think he's like awesome and like we were in the crowd and like i was just kind of like trying to go like away from everybody because like dude it was fucking insane like everybody trying to rush these like three guys while their security was trying to keep everybody at bay um yeah. like somebody uh, like ended up poking like Namir in the eye and like he, it was crazy like yeah some like finger just came out of nowhere and like poked him in the eye and and he was like in pain and was like freaking out and his like security guard was like pushing everybody away so like everybody kind of backed off and I was like oh I was like well maybe this is like a good opportunity to like get a picture with him so like I like walked up and I was like I was like hey like Namir what like what's up and his security like looked at me and they're like what's up because they thought I was trying to like get down with him and, and and I was like, no, no. I was like, no. I was like, it's not like that. And they're like, no, he's cool. He's cool. And like, dude, like it, it was kind of scary because like his like um, security guards were like dude, these huge, just like dudes, like ready to like beat me up because they thought I was trying to come at him. It was pretty insane. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a fun experience, like being able to like just like catch him at some like random like set. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. I saw uh, Corday last year. He played there for a little bit. But that was before he had songs out, so he played like two songs. Yeah, I've only seen him twice. So I, I saw him at that Heineken House thing, and then I, I saw him when he was on tour. It was uh, Juice World, Corday, and Lil Mosey. That's sick. They all three uh, Juice World and Lil Mosey played their Lemonade this year too. I forgot about Juice World playing. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I, I saw Juice World um, on his like tour. Uh, and then I, I saw him at Coachella Fest this year too, which was like pretty insane. Oh yeah, huh? That's cool. Love, like, yeah, like I, I've always um, been into like rap and hip hop, so it's cool to actually be able to talk about it. Okay, I've always been into that shit too. So I, I'm sure you you saw that list a couple weeks back. Um, it was like the top 50 greatest rappers. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, I it, it like obviously like a lot of people were like upset at that list because it just had like a bunch of people on there who probably didn't deserve to be on it. But yeah. but I got I was looking at it. I was like, okay, I was like the list was put out by just like a random guy and it just happened to like catch fire. So yeah. like I didn't really like you know get too upset at it. I I just like read it and just kind of like laughed at it. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. 
Yeah, and I, I feel like that's what sparked. Like, do you remember like that Kerrang top fifty hardcore bands? Yeah, that that was some shit too. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even look at that list. <laughs> I didn't even want to look at that list because, like, just from what everyone was saying, I was like, "Fuck that!" Like, there's no way I'm gonna know a band on here if everyone's saying that. Yes, there was people that were like good bands, and they put Night was number one. Uh-huh. But like, there was bands I like, never heard of. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like I read it and I was just like, yeah, this is like, you know, pretty typical. Like I, I didn't think it was going to um, be some spot on list that everybody was going to be into. I like looked yeah. at it and I was like, yeah, I was like the, some of the like bands that they had on there, like uh, deserved to be on there. But then other bands, I'm just like, who the fuck are these bands? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just like made no sense to me. But but at the same time, I was like, okay, I I think they saw like the type of reaction that top fifty rappers list got, and they're like, okay, I, I think we can do the same thing, but with hardcore and just like try to stir up a bunch of controversy. They wanted clicks for sure. Yeah, the, try to get some uh some ad revenue. Exactly. So, uh, did you guys happen to see the lineup for FYA? Yeah, I'm trying to go for sure. Dude, I would love to go, man. MHK asked the last question. Chicago Hardcore on this shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool to see those bands on there. Uh, I'm trying to go for the first time because I've never been, but I'm out to Florida for a hardcore show. I've never been there. We've played Florida, but like I've never been down to like Southern Florida. I would love to go. We want to hit that. I've never seen Killing Time. It's like, yeah, I would love to see them. That's one of my favorite bands. I would love to see them. Where have you guys played at in Florida? Jacksonville, Pensacola, in Pensacola. That's it. Pretty That's sure. it. I think so. Shit. Yeah, dude, we gotta hit Florida more. Like, sure. I want to, man. Okay, 2020, Karma, full US, Florida, <laughs> Florida, California. Let's get it. Yeah, all of Florida and all of California. That'd be uh, like so many dates. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be down. Fuck it. I would love to do that. Yeah, no, but for sure, like at some point, we, we got to get you guys in Orange County or LA. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, to. Last time we played LA, man. Oh, yeah. That has a story. <laughs> yeah, we played at, you, uh, you ever heard of a place called Shenanigans? Okay, Shenanigans Studios, yeah. Uh, what city is that in? It's in, it, it, it was in like, like outside of LA. Oh, yeah, like outside right of LA. outside. But like, so what had happened was like, it was on the Purgatory uh, Absence of Mind tour. It was Absence of Mind's last day. Okay. We had an LA show booked. Like, it was going to be sick. But the venue it was at, I can't remember the name. Yeah, I can't remember either. But they, they, they announced, like, two days before we were supposed to play there that they weren't doing shows anymore. Yeah. So, so that meant our show was fucked. So we were scrambling trying to find a venue. And somehow they got this place called Shenanigan Studios. Yeah. And okay. show up. Wait, so I'm I'm looking at it on Google right now, and it looks like it, are you talking about like it's like a rehearsal space? Yeah, that's exactly what it says. Bro. It says that and it was yeah. a fucking crack house. Damn dude, straight yeah. up. So we get there, we walk into the room. First of all, it smells like I should be not like just cat straight, straight cat piss. Yeah, and then the floor is like if you dump fucking like. I don't even know. Like, mop water? Nah, mop nah. water? If, you, if you dump like a Sprite on your shoe, like oh, a yeah. Sprite on your shoe, that's yeah. what every step, step felt like. It was yeah. just sticky. It was so fucked. So we, and then we, we turned to the guy, we're like, yo, you got a PA? He's like, nah, you, yeah. we didn't know you needed one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? The show. 
and so dude dude who ran that place was trying to scam us it, it wasn't happening but like so basically they're like yeah we can find a pa for you but it's gonna come out the money that we're gonna give you <laughs> and we're like that's not how this works bro like yeah this is a show it's like weird and he was trying to ask the bands for for the money like we're on tour <laughs> you expect us to bring a pa with us and it's just it was funny like i i'm not mad because like it was a fun day we were all bullshitting yeah it was the last day with absence of mind that's when they got off because they were basically back home yeah was, so we were just having a good time and uh yeah shit just fucking it was just weird man it was those people were fucking weird and uh, i don't know if they still had like if they still put shows there or not nah, it was the but, funniest part is they, they had posted the flyer for the show on their Instagram beforehand, <laughs> but after, yeah, I forgot what happened to get say because I can't remember exactly what happened after. So, but after, like, we're at uh, in and out, maybe now we're at this dude Jordan's house, and um, he looked at the Instagram post and they had edited the fucking edited the comp, the their caption to all these bands suck donkey dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was some shit, man. They were. <laughs> I'm gonna go on record and say fuck shenanigans studio. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's wild. How's the turnout for the show? It was fun. Well, it like, was decent. I for a show that got moved fucking damn near the day up because I don't think we had a venue until like two that, days before. No, because that we got we had to find a venue two days before. So I think the day before or the day of is when we found that venue. Yeah. So like for a show that got moved like that. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It did really well, I'd say. Damn. That's so insane. I, I, I didn't know that <laughs> that was your experience. Well, I hope next time you guys come back out to California, you guys don't have to deal with anything cr- crazy like that. I hope that's yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Fuck that place. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be asking you guys um, uh, for money to get a PA. Yeah. It was, it was interesting for sure. <laughs> okay. Damn. Well, I, I feel like this is like a, pretty good place to wrap things up okay. um i want to say thank you guys for being down to come on the podcast like i i think it was like i'm um, been fun and i'm super stoked to have been able to finally talk to you guys from karma yeah definitely thanks for having us i appreciate yeah, thanks, it thanks man yeah but before we go um is there anything you guys want to shout out or plug Shout out Life's Question, shout out MHKI, shout out Sector, Purgatory, Purgatory, no victory, no option. Ask so mind. People, There's so many men, man, so many friends. Uh, who am I forgetting? Yeah, we're probably forgetting people, but shout out Colin St. Mary because he lets us practice at his studio. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Love you. You bitch. No, it's funny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out fucking everybody in Louisville, not loose. Yeah, fucking inclination. Mm-hmm. Ryan and Alex, they look LDB. Shout out Jim. Shout out Jim Barry. <laughs> he won't hear this. I fucking promise. Yeah, shout out that man, dude. Well, for sure. Um, thank you guys again. This has uh, been awesome. And thank you guys all for listening. I really appreciate it. This has been another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Always on top. Yeah.